You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Love might be too strong a word, but then again, maybe you will love it. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and the inimitable Robert Bricky is back in the house and has just picked up some literature about hard liquor. I don't know what just happened there. That was a uh, sample bottle I gave you, Chris. I don't know oh, where it went. Gotcha. Oh. In my belly. In his belly. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. We're here in Central North Carolina, and uh, I do have to say, um, we're probably the best show in the entire state. It's just how I feel. I'm like going to say nation, but you wow. stay with state. I like that. I'm going to go. You're just saying nation so that we can add that to your Wikipedia page. That's right. Co-host the best sports talk show in in the the nation. nation. Y'all are both wrong. The world. Wow. Hmm. I'll take it. I will too. So the Cowboys got obliterated in week three of the preseason. And all I want to say about that game is they turned the ball over eight times. Uh Oh. Which kind of, to me, just kind of puts a bow on the whole preseason football thing i'm over it i really really am and i don't know that there's anybody in the country that is clamoring for a fourth week of preseason football really oh yeah now given the option but but let me so given the option between a fourth week of the preseason and week one of the regular season which would you choose no doubt week one of of course season but in in absence of uh Sports for it's, it seemed like six months over the summer. I am excited to see football. I don't care if it's middle school JV football. I want to see somebody in pads. You see how they do us, Trent. You see what just happened there? He just completely discounted baseball as a sport <laughs> at all, and that's fair. I mean, there's plenty of people that feel that way. But here with the with the football thing, it's interesting to me that in the aftermath of Dallas laying a complete egg, Jerry Jones comes out and is all over the world, all over the radio, saying that the NFL ought to go to an 18-game schedule. What do you guys think? Or I, apparently I, you don't well, think much. Well, no, I think there's that's going to be a, a process of negotiation because – the players have a certain percentage of all the all the money that's coming into the NFL. Yep. You just can't add games and you know get more money as an owner without sharing that with the players. Well, I and mean, when they did the last collective bargaining, the players turned down collectively over a billion dollars to add those games. So yeah, I think the owners are going to make more money. The players are definitely going to have to make more money. Would I like to see 18 weeks? Uh, I don't know. So when are you going to add these games? 
Week three of the preseason is supposed to be the dress rehearsal, right? They, they right. cut out two preseason games and two regular season games. But to me, it seems counterproductive to your efforts to make to make football safer. So yeah. you add well, two games. And all these rules and helmet rules and concussions and CTE, and now you want to add two more games? Seems counterproductive to me. I just watched – the dress rehearsal for the Browns and the Eagles. Yeah, and it was five nothing. It was awful. I thought I it was the Indians play. versus the Phillies, honestly. And it was the third week. Everybody was horrible. So that's so kind of how it goes. Let's and, go. And, and what the players allegedly turned down in the negotiations in the last CBA was a push to expand the regular season to eighteen games and shrink the preseason to two games. Now here's the thing about player safety is when we're looking at major injuries, as often as not, and I'd really like to see the statistics and make sure that I'm, I'm speaking the truth here, but it seems as often as not, these major traumatic injuries, especially the lower, the lower body injuries, happen in practice. Right. Deshaun Watson didn't hurt himself in a game. Teddy Bridgewater didn't tear his leg up in a game. Not, not a – we talk about, about practice. practice. So my thing is, is whether you're whether you've got you know you've got twenty weeks here, you got it going. You still got as many practices rolled up into that. It, no matter what, how many of those games quote unquote count. Now there's a push from one part of this argument that says, well, you know the NFL can just expand the rosters. That eliminates the need for preseason because they can keep more players, so they need less time to weed them out during camp in the preseason, and. You sort of spread the load amongst them in terms of regular season, and it lessens the need for injuries. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's absolute that. nonsense because your stars are going to play. If it's 18 regular season games, they're going to get the bulk of those those <coughs> touches and those snaps, period. Here well, is what – go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, did you see Cam Newton land on his head in game three of the preseason? You know what I mean? Like – he could have easily gotten injured, like seriously injured. I why not try it? I guess. Well, because you still have your stars playing in game, you know, game three of the preseason. Yep. You got Cam Newton diving, and he gets hit the right way. He lands on his head. He's not going to play any different way because that's how he plays, right? So why not at least try? I would think. Um, you know, more games, you don't get – you get $1,000 whether you're Drew Brees or like a scrub per preseason game. Your your pay does not get kicked in until, until your actual season. game. Yeah. So, like, why not Why – as a player, I would rather get some game checks and get more of the piece of that pie. Well, in the short term, it, it, it would really screw up a lot of things. Like in because what? Because in the – well, in the short term – you're, you just said it. The players get paid in equal increments for their regular season appearances. Now, all of a sudden, you've got two extra appearances. That means all of those contracts that exist are null and void. So you've got to figure out the, the union would have to be behind this and collectively say, yes, we're going to prorate the additional two games onto these contracts. You can't just hire somebody to work for you 16 times and then say, oh, yeah, well, we're going to stay on that fixed amount yeah, but that and we're going to pay you two more. That gives leverage to the players, though. The players have leverage on a lot of things, and they waste it. They waste it on things like, uh, we don't want to do any more two-a-days. 
We don't want to do contact and practice. We don't want to do... Those are the things that they have squandered their leverage on for years. And the the beef when they talk about adding... The, the, the notion of adding a billion dollars if they expand the schedule is silly. It's silly. And I'm going to tell you why it's silly. Season ticket packages, the NFL, guess what you're buying? You're buying those preseason games whether you like it or not. Yeah, but that so would all not, change. That you, would all change. No, like if oh, you no, add no, it won't change price. because whether you Same whether price. you buy the preseason tickets as part of your package or you buy an extra home game, you're it's the same amount. So the argument is that scouts won't have enough time to scout players. It's not right the, as well, it is because I'm, they I'm also lowered the scouts. It's the, the off season where they could have contact with the players. They've actually shortened that time frame where yeah, the players oh yeah, have that's more what, time off. Well, that's what the players used their leverage yeah. on was to get more time off. Yes. Because training camps have been condensed. The number of, of activities they yep. can have, the, the OTAs have become truly voluntary at this point. The, that's what the players use their capital on. And the owners are like, we, we've had this conversation. The owners are like, oh, you guys want to come to practice less? Cool. That means that many fewer days feeding them. That many days fewer having the medical staff in the house, in the it's, building. The administrative staff, the, the owners win at every turn. The other argument that I have against the 18-game schedule is that we are Americans and we love statistics. And if you take and you lengthen the 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 year by two games, there there's a lot of old hats who are like, ah, well, what does the 2,000 yards rushing in a season mean if it takes you 18 games to get there. I'm not saying it's valid, but it will come up. Yeah, but that's, would, that's happened in every sport, and course, we always get over it, it though. Has it? Baseball's yeah. been playing 162 games for 50 years. The NBA's been playing 82 games for as long as I can remember. When did they not play 82 but games? But you've had expansion. Like, you, you've had more teams. Like, when the hockey league, they started out with eight teams. I mean, that affected... You know, that affected stats and the the stat thing, we've blown up stats with steroids and expansion to the point where I don't think anybody cares anymore. Well, what gets me is it seems to me that they'll moan about every item on the a, a list that's wrong with the league and the owners should do and we don't want to do, but in exchange for additional compensation – they're willing to go out and do these things. Right. So it, it's, to me, the players don't have it right, and the owners don't have it right because it's about money at that point. I I feel you. But, like, you know, now you don't have two-a-days. If you're, if you're driving a UPS truck and you're at, you know, you're an athlete and you think you can play football, wouldn't you go to all those – Two a days for like some Adele Beckham Jr. money. Like, I mean, 60, 000, uh, 60 million guaranteed, something in the na- that neighborhood. Wouldn't you just go and practice? I mean, you're talking about young people. You're not talking about a bunch of old people like me and you, Chris. I mean, wouldn't you like, when you're talking about players' rights, if you want to play football and play for millions and millions and millions of dollars, I mean, what are we really talking about here? It seems like we're splitting hairs. Well, the, there's there's a couple things. Is We get lost sometimes in the enormity of some of these contracts that are out there. 
But that's to pretend that the max, you know, the maximum most of these guys that play in the NFL make in a in a particular year is a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's good money, and it has nothing to turn your nose up at. But that's not life changing money. We see Odell Beckham Jr. just got ninety five million dollars, sixty to sixty five guaranteed. I've seen it reported a couple different ways. Sixty five million dollars guaranteed over the next couple years. That's great grandkid money. But most of these guys that play professional ball aren't they're not making that kind of loot at, at some point, especially in the NBA or in the NFL rather. We've talked about the NBA and, and MLB at this point. That money, if you're at the back end of somebody's roster, you're making a lot of cheese if you can do and, it for a couple of years. The NFL is a different animal. And with the short duration of NFL That's the other careers, piece. It's what, three, four years? The, the average. average is still just around three years. Right. And and it's it's interesting, but it's it's easy to latch on to a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady yeah. or somebody that does it for 15, 17 years and makes all these millions of dollars. And, you know, they're on a different tier than everybody. And that's part of the problem the NFL has is that Drew Brees in particular is the type of guy that has way too much power in the union. And when he goes and speaks, people have to listen because who he is. But what he's looking for in terms of an agenda is to protect those guys that are making 15, 20, 25 million dollars a year and is not concerned about what's going on with the rookies. If you go with these young first and second year players, do you think they give a rip about how many sessions they can do during training camp? Dude, that's what they do. They'll be out there every day. But Drew Brees ain't trying to go into camp no, for any I extra days. I totally agree with that, but you got everything has the right it has to have the right perspective. Like so me, I'm fairly successful in business for a quarter of a million dollars. I would love to go out there and like if I was any good in football, I'll I'll go out there and do that. Like you know what I mean? The owners make money, yes, they totally ex- exploit the players. That's a given. But you're telling me that you want you don't want to go out and play a game like for that kind of money? The game you've been playing you're in since you could throw a ball or kick a ball or run a ball, you've been playing this in your entire life. And you like you say, you're twenty to twenty five years old. That's the prime of your athletic life. And and you feel like you're Superman at that point. You can do anything and you can go all day and it's just a different world. And I agree. I think they should we do more in camp because it's going to be flag football. We'll see you on the other side. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. We're talking about the NFL, talking about revenue, and I would never venture to give Jerry Jones a lesson in business. Jerry Jones is better at making money than I am at anything else in my life, and I respect that. However, two more games added onto the season cannot add a billion dollars worth of revenue to the NFL. 
It's a it's a mathematical impossibility. And I'm going to tell you why real quick without dumbing the numbers down too far and boring the crap out of you. The NFL in revenues last year made $14 billion for the entire season. That's $14 billion that includes attendance. It includes television. It includes merchandise. Preseason games as well? Yes, absolutely. And like I said, you're including the preseason games in there already. So if you replace those, you may increase the value associated with them, but this is not entirely new revenues that would be associated with that. So let's say for a second that the real number created by expanding the season is $200 million, which is a lot of money, right? Anybody turning their nose up at $200 million? I am. $200 million (laughs) split 1,500 ways which is what you have to think about when you're talking about the players that are on rosters now. How much money is that? Not a lot. Not relative to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then you have to think about the way it's skewed where you have the Drew Breeses and the Odell Beckhams that are making all of this. They're getting a more significant cut of that. And by the time you're talking about the bottom of the roster guys, you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars at the absolute most that would be Yeah, but didn't we have a story not too long ago where uh, as part of a punishment they made them play a preseason game? Yeah, yes. absolutely. That was yeah. Antonio Callaway, yes. Okay, so I mean, there's the that's game, already every snap. But, the, but that's the, already problematic for more preseason games. How many people oh, that was you just said stupid that the Browns looked at that with a young guy that's 22 years old. They're like, "We're going to make you play snaps." I'm sure he preferred to be out there playing snaps rather than standing on the sideline. That's why it was so ludicrous. What did you say? 1500 divided by about 1500. 15? I mean, it's actually probably 1600, but 133,330 33.33. Got it. And when we think of these contracts in terms of multi-million dollar deals, that's a that's a paltry sum. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I would tell you makes sense to to me. Two games is too much for the NFL to expand. I think it's too radical. You have to eliminate two preseason games. How come the schedules are built in every sport into even numbers? Playoffs. Home games. If I've got 16 games a season, eight of them are home, eight of them are away. The NFL's been going to London for years. They've gone to Mexico City. They've played with other things. And they can call it whatever they want when two teams fly to London. Both of them are giving up home games. Add one game to the schedule. Play 17 games and have every single team in the NFL play a game overseas. That gives the NFL 16 opportunities to showcase the game. Play a game in Tokyo. Play a game in Vancouver. Play a game in London. Play one in Berlin. A game that means something, that is part of the regular season, and does not cost anybody a home game and irritate the fan bases. Because as much as the teams don't like traveling over there, the fans are the ones that get screwed in this. Except when it's, you know, a bad team playing over there because that's a game they don't have to travel to see. But my, does anybody disagree with my my analysis I ca- here? I kind of do, but because globally, if you're gonna show up to a football game in London, you know what I mean, or like Mexico City, you're gonna tune in and watch it. Like I've never understood why we try to expand this game that it's clearly American. And it's working 
just fine. Like it's making all the money. It's like a, the biggest sports cash cow that you could ever invent. So why are you? I understand like put together some think tanks and try to expand the game, but you got people from all over the world like already tuning in, and they're losing me. If you play like Miami against I don't know name a team a new Jacksonville Jacksonville last year in London and it's at like nine o'clock in the morning. Well, that's I'm what not, I was I'm not say. watching. Are you watching like, that game? You know who's you watching? Really it? Can afford you do? nobody. I love early games. Okay. Do you really? I think I like your idea. I don't think you necessarily need to play sixteen games abroad. Do it on a rotating basis. Target six countries. And say we're going to play here, and we're going to rotate it every year, so every team gets a chance to go play overseas somewhere. And then you're growing your base in other countries with the with the possibility of having a team in one of those countries down the road. And to answer your question, every great civilization comes to an end. You have right. to start planning for that day. And the NC in the NCAA NFL is facing some challenges right now. And they realize this thing could turn quickly. We better be prepared, and we better have some new ways to to grow our business and our game, and to generate new revenue streams. Or we could be. Let me ask you a question: How many Super Bowls has anybody been to in person? None. I've been to all of them. I don't worry about truth anymore. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that means none for Robert Trent. No, I have not. Why not? Like, why not? market Super Bowl games all over the world. Like, play Super Bowl games, like, play the Super Bowl game in London. Why would you do that? But why not? There's a two-week layover. No, it's I always- mean, why would you take that away? That that will never happen. And I'm going to tell you why. There is too much value to the cities that host those games. You still that have- is the biggest bargaining chip the NFL has when they try to get these public subsidized stadiums. You take that bargaining piece away from the NFL, you'll never see any public money for a stadium again. Every stadium deal that's been done in the last 15 years, that city has got a doggone Super Bowl for the most part. I mean, that's the value. When you start talking about those tourism dollars, not for one day but like the regular season, but for two weeks of those people coming in, I get too much it, money but it's up a in bigger that. picture. Like, Are you really trying to get a team in London? Well, why not? I think that's going to happen. No, that's going to happen. I think so, yeah. Okay, what about about Mexico City? Mexico City is is on another tier below London. London will have a team in the next 10 years. I I promise you that. Jacksonville. Do what? It's going to be Jacksonville. It might be Jacksonville. Jacksonville, even with the playoffs last year, still has to tarp seats. They can't sell the place out. Why not have the 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 17th week? Why don't you have some matchups on neutral sites? Of That'd other be great. areas because that you well, may Robert said, to. Robert said, let's pick six play countries. Well, the Dallas versus play a Houston. game in Oklahoma City. Exactly. Well, yeah. Dallas exactly. versus Houston in San Antonio. Go play a they game in They want an NFL game. You know, do, do that kind of thing. There, And I'm not saying that it has to be overseas. What I'm saying is every team plays one neutral site game. That gives you your 17th game. Nobody gives up a home game. So it's not messing with your, your public relations. It's not messing with ticket revenues. All that is is added money. And the value comes from the fact that that one week worth of games has to be a better revenue generator than a freaking a fourth preseason game. I mean, there's just no way that it's not. Well, let me let me ask you this, and this is probably not the best, but you're talking about 
having a team in London in the future, right? And there's been superstars that they maybe they tweak a hammy or something for that week. They, they don't even they don't even get on the plane to travel for that game. And I've always as much money as these guys have and the NFL has. I thought that was always weird. That, oh no, 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 like, no man! If you, like, I mean, if you're, no, if you no, legit have an injury, go ahead. No, I mean, I know you want to rehab and stuff like that, but if you're the quarterback, don't you want to be there? Like, haven't we advanced? Like, Tom Brady's got his own doctor on planes now. You know what I mean? He's just a doctor on paper. He's a doctor on paper. He's a he's, doctor like me. You, by the way, right? you saw who won that war. That doctor was in Charlotte with Tom Brady on the sideline. On the sideline, yeah. I'm thinking, how are you going to make that work with a team in London or overseas? You're going to have people like going, but we got to take an international not, flight over all the way over to London. Brandon, it's not that much different than flying from Miami to Seattle. It's true. London's I mean, it really is from a mathematical standpoint. It's it's, it's not that different, and yeah. that's something that is lost in this day and age of easy travel. Is what a big deal those cross country trips still are. I mean, when you're talking about East Coast West Coast, that's a long that's a long haul, and not quite as long as it is to London. It is something that would have to be managed. The thing I would be more concerned about, <laughs> other than the travel time, is the unfairness with regard to jet lag when they actually play the games. Because if you have a home team there that's accustomed yeah. to playing at that time, and now you guys that are playing off, you know, eight eight well, hours that, off their circadian clock, that that's, works that's in reverse bad. too. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. So, so it can be managed, but it is going to happen. There I is be, no doubt. Can I be silly real quick? Sure. How many people can fit on a jumbo jet? I don't know, man. Four or five hundred. Yeah, I was going to say about three fifty. I don't know. How many people are in, including staff are on an NFL team? The travel travel roster? Probably a hundred. That's more than that. Why don't these teams that make this much money have their own Oh they do. They charter a plane. They, I mean, I know they charter a plane, but they don't have their own jets. Like they don't have their own jumbo the Broncos jets. Have their own I, I'm, I mean, the I'm sure does. that some of them do. It probably has to do with how much cash the owner, their owners are going to provide. I guarantee yeah. you, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, doesn't have a jet because I don't think he's got enough money to run a team. Um, I just always thought that was weird when they leave key players. You know, even in playoffs, like you might have Drew Brees staying in New Orleans. You know, if he sprains an ankle or something like that. I, you know, I would have to. I would have to go with the players there with an eight-hour trip back and forth. I, I'd have to air with them. All right, you've listened to the first half hour. Follow us on over to the next half of this first hour. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Quiero mucho todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. 
Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue and you can use like anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. Got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything. Yeah. All right, welcome back from the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris Lambert. You can check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. Find us on Facebook, but more importantly, follow us on Twitter. Every now and again, Trent puts something witty up there. If it's not witty, it was probably me that put it up there. Trent's a lot funnier than I am. And everybody knows I don't know how to use yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Brandon called me about Twitter today, and he's like, I don't normally like go anywhere near Twitter, so I think there's I think a you, message in there. I think you got a message from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how that conversation went down today but uh, yeah follow us at cheap seat radio you can find us on twitter uh always polls actually there's a poll question i'm gonna have trent post here later we'll get to that but before we do i think we've we've beaten this horse to death but i do want to put one thing forward for you here if the nfl were to expand to 17 games and play one team what every team in the league plays one neutral site game per year that would be 16 neutral site games I think that the NFL should put together annually a list of 16 venues, international or not, and then every other year the conferences draft those based on winning record. So the AFC champion gets the first pick all the way down to the last so, team in the AFC. Tajikistan could be like the 16th one. It, it, it probably should be. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, we're playing in uh yeah, we're playing in Baghdad. <laughs> Kazakh Kazakhstan. Here we come. Here's the thing. But if you do that, there's there actually legit would be some excitement about that. Those teams choose it and then do a completely random drawing to match them up against an NFC op- opponent. I think you That would be something. cool. Like like you say, have some neutral site venues in in this country. Sure, and some quality places like dude. Can Vancouver. you think? Vancouver. Think like Vancouver would be great. I said Vancouver earlier, but think about it. Play a regular season game in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, oh, at yeah. the Iron Bowl. Yeah, you hey, know I, what I mean. I think you're first of all play one in I Austin, think Texas. That gives your fan base an opportunity to touch the NFL for for those fans who ordinarily don't have that chance. And it really is kind of payback because if you live in Tuscaloosa and you're an NFL fan, you're probably driving. Many, many hours up the road to Atlanta to get to those games. If you're in Raleigh and you're a 
uh, a um, Carolina Panthers season ticket holder, you're hiking across country eight times a year to go to Charlotte to a football game. Pay those folks back. Take it to those major markets. Intersperse those. But I, I like it. Hey, break the league in half. Have them, have them draft those venues. And what's up? Oakland almost moved to San Antonio. Right. So San Antonio show Oakland what they missed out on. Absolutely. Yep. Now, and what Oakland goes back into the opera. I mean, Oakland. And all of a sudden, you got game every once in a while. Dallas versus Houston. I guarantee you. San Antonio would be lit up. Uh, San Anto- you've got San Antonio. You've got Austin. You've got plenty of options in big enough markets right. that could support it. Portland, Oregon is one of the fastest growing cities in the country. They're not going to get an NFL team anytime soon because Paul Allen would bend over backwards to keep that well, from happening. Dude, Cleveland has a great basketball oh team. They could use God. a professional football team. Dude, and I think they actually have an NFL-style t- <laughs> stadium, too. If they could just get a professional team up there to play, they could probably sell it out. It would be well, I'll also say dope. that I know the economics won't work because I hate – when I'm bringing up an idea, economics always gets in the way of sports, right? <laughs> but, I mean, like, you well, know, remember that – the MLB game they put on in Fort Bragg. Yep. How cool would it be if they just did one game close to a, a, a like a military base and just I economics mean, are in the way of that. They okay. play basketball. That a cool idea. That's a they really cool idea. College basketball on aircraft carriers. I mean, and, we and the Tar Heels won an aircraft. And the Tar Heels won. And the wow. Tar Heels won. I think. You know what? We could play. We could. We could get one of the venues should be on one of those Chinese islands they've built out in the Pacific. You guys seen that? No. They've created islands yeah. where nothing was anymore. Like uh, in um, in China. No, no. On an island. In, uh, one of those uh, Middle Eastern countries, they built a bunch of islands. Yeah, du- yeah, yeah, Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. Dubai built uh, a couple of islands. Dude, have Dude, a I'm going to tell you right now, if Dubai had a chance to host an NFL game every year, they would build an island and put a stadium on it just, just for, for that, that. How many? Oh, yeah, yeah. How many people could you fit if you had a game at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you could fit billions of people around that bowl to watch that freaking football game. I didn't and you see know that what? Coming, dude. If you did that, then NCAA basketball would know how all of us feel when we have to watch a game at the top of a football right. stadium. But, because, yeah, no well, the only problem with that is <sighs> if you ever put Cleveland in that game, the mighty Colorado would rise up. <laughs> And try to wash that team <laughs> off the face of the earth. Even the donkeys would play better that oh, took them God. down the Grand Canyon. I did the save a kid one time in the Grand Canyon. You saved him. I saved him. He, the he parents, was trying to run away from his parents and Brandon <laughs> held him back. It wasn't was his parents. Dude, that was kidnappers. Life. A lot of people who've never been don't understand. You just don't go straight down. You like come back and forth and yeah. you kind of seesaw all the way down to the Grand Canyon. And this kid fell from about six levels up. And I called him. Shut up. And I I swear to God, this is like over 20 years ago. And I waited for his paying child support ever since. Did you signal for a fair catch before you (laughs) caught him? (laughs) The funniest part about it is they didn't didn't speak English. But I think they said, thank you. And I was like – you know, that's all good. I didn't want to see a kid die on my first. And you turned trip. him into the ice camp, and now he's never been with his parents yep. again. Nice over. job, Brandon. He, he, no, it's Racist. cool though. He's living in Pennsylvania, yeah. and that's why. I, 
He's actually the best MLS soccer player Brandon, we have. I don't think Brandon was here for the Pennsylvania conversation, were you? No. Yeah. We no, proposed. We came up with a way to fix U.S. soccer. We just are going to donate. You were here, Philadelphia, or not Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. the state Pennsylvania, of Pennsylvania. I just missed it to U.S. soccer, and all those kids are going to play growing up is going to be soccer. And we figured out we didn't even mean to, but the kids that have been separated from their families, <laughs> the Mexican nationals that come across the border. There's a rumor that they're all living in Pennsylvania. So Trump, if you're listening, don't and you know build, he is. Don't build a wall to separate kids from their parents. Build a canyon. <laughs> well, here's the deal. My, I just want to know. This you is know, why we're, we're doing the space force, right? This are we going to build a wall in space? I'm I'm just interested because the wall will work to protect our borders. Would not the same thing work in space? Well, should we just build a wall? We're building a net. Do you know why, dude? Do you not watch our Star theory? Wars? It's like a, it's a force filled. Come on, our theory right. is correct because all of these kids, the Hispanic kids that have been taken from their parents and are living in a place training in soccer, the theory has been confirmed because Charlotte has now signed with Barcelona to put together a billion dollar soccer program and they're going to have their own school there and they're taking all those kids from those camps and moving them to charlotte looky there it wasn't pennsylvania that won it was north carolina yeah, god bless the, north carolina the, in truth try to throw us off our tracks truth yeah and w- good money spent way to spend all that money to teach hispanic kids how to play soccer yeah <laughs> Don't teach him how to read or because they can't turn around. I don't think Brandon knows we're joking about the Hispanic kids because they can't turn around and teach every American in this every room. gringo, dude. Okay, yeah, you said it. If if and when I steal all my Hispanic kids, <laughs> I'm gonna make them play soccer and send them overseas. So I'm a billionaire. Those people make money. Those athletes. If I had I'm a glad Hispanic you qualified son, what you meant by those people? Yeah, no, I those was people, really worried. The soccer there for a players. The I was soccer looking players for the, I was looking for the mute. No, button. no, 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 no. Yeah, soccer, soccer players. No, soccer players. Billions. Do, do, oh. So all yeah. the kids that I steal from the families of the Hispanics, they're going to play <laughs> soccer in London. We'll all be rich. Oh man, this came off the rails. Just, and yeah. Sandra so Bullock is going to be so my well. wife in the movie, just like Blindside. <laughs> <laughs> Does any do, do, do any of y'all know the real story behind Blindside? You do realize that the the dad in that one of the biggest old Miss boosters ever. Um, it was nothing is coincidence. Right. You do realize that it's not just a feel good story. Well, that that was all, like oh we're S- just doing this out of the good of our heart. I'm seeing this kid. Yeah, didn't work that it's, way. Uh, SEC football. It, so it, that's not dead, just that's SEC football. Yeah, right not here. just SEC football. Because Ole Miss football, when they decide to cheat, it's next level. Oh yeah, they do it big. <coughs> they do it big. How now, can they be so bad? Well, at they football, don't, they don't cheat very well. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. dude if SEC? I was adopted by no, Sandra Ole Miss Bullock, in particular, if I was adopted by Sandra Bullock, I'll play anywhere she wants me that's to. That's enough. You know, in that's the Grand enough. Canyon. I'll play in the Grand Canyon. I'll play in Star Wars, Mexico. I don't care where you, I play. You know, she's, she's in, my mama. She's an ECU grad. Well, I did you know, know that? that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. And one of her yes, movies, I did, which ties into all this. One of her movies sure? has a big scene 
at south of the border, just in Myrtle, um, in South Carolina. Over and the she has a house I, I do in know, I do know that, that I do know that she went to ECU because I know somebody personally here that lives in this fair hamlet of ours who dated Sandra Bullock briefly no, at ECU. Don't. I swear to God, I do. I'll tell you off air. I'm not going to put him on blast, but yeah. Anybody that's listening that knows the story, they're like, Dude, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. It's Ken Britton, man, because he not is Ken, sexy. Ken, Ken, I Ken like Ken Britton, buddy. <laughs> Ken, if he got the number, Ken, Ken could pull her right now. Ken, no you doubt. are my Tom Hardy, buddy. <laughs> I am. Ooh. Ken, <laughs> Ken went to NC State. Ken. An ECU grad's not having any Dude, party. NC State Ken Britton could date Sandra Bullock or Trent Nichols any day of the week, Look, my friend. Jesse James. Jesse James was engaged. Did they get married or were they just together? Eric Decker. I think it, Jesse just James together. married Eric Decker. No, Jesse James, the guy, the tattoo artist. Oh, I guy. thought the porn I think star. Would, I don't think they got married. Yeah, but how long were they together? It's a good little while. So oh, if, oh, I got, wow. if I and got, if I got Jesse her. James, exactly. I got Jesse James in my left hand, Ken Britton in my right hand. I'm taking If Jesse Ken James could, could, could get with her and be in a relationship like that, Ken could at least get her to dinner. There's no doubt. Dude, and then you know what happened? The real Sandra Bullock. Is, Got divorced because he cheated on her. She adopted a bunch of kids from Africa, and now they're all going to be NBA stars. Or are they playing soccer? No, they're they're the from Africa. Is, they they play basketball. Dinner, are you buying wings? Unless it's in Bate, I'll freaking buy her any wing she wants. See, what see has I, happened to see our, how our us? Show? I was I was show? in need of quality dining today. He throws out a random place. Does not say he was going to sponsor dinner. And now no, you're did not. banned. All of you are banned. Did I didn't even this? participate in the conversation. Chris, you're, not banned. you're not banned. Oh, I'm not banned. I didn't no. participate. I can still go to B-dubs. Brandon, you're banned. And Dave Kaplan. Wow. Banned That's from B-dubs. Are you I'm actually going to Are you gonna put their pictures on the wall? <laughs> like at the post office? Don't serve this guy? No. Or at the grocery Dave store? Dave Kaplan I'm not going to say any particular grocery store, Dave but there Kaplan's is one. never even driven by the B-dubs. There is less. a grocery Brandon, store. you're not banned because you spend money there. I'll let you spend <laughs> Oh, <laughs> cat. There is a grocery store in this town that has an a, a, a elaborate wall. Are people banned? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And and it has labels on their photos, on the surveillance photos. For some of them, it's bad ideas. Some of most of them is bounce check. You know, it's it's awesome. It's amazing. And I love to kind of look through it and see if there's anybody I know every time I go in there. I bet you Ken Britton has True a picture story. up there. No, Ken's not on the wall. Did you put it up there? Not as bad. But Did you put good. it there? Oh yeah. He just randomly sticking Ken Britton pictures up around around town. I, I think so. I, I think, think he's, he's carrying one as well. I think he's talking about his bedroom wall, so, though. So 12, 12 minutes or so ago, we were talking about Donald Trump, and that was going to segue into the next little thing we want to talk about. Um, but then we started talking about Ken Britton and Sandra Bullock. And, and, and you know, you made a comment of how good we thought the first two segments went. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the was, wheels fell off. <laughs> hey, at least this one's not on WD. Oh, darn it. <coughs> yeah, it is. Uh, maybe for the last time. So, Donald Trump. Never heard of him. Tiger Woods asked, was asked this weekend. Oh, you got to right follow us this. on the other side. We'll see you after the break, and it'll be better. It can't be any worse. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. 
I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, talking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Finding his way back into the sports world. He didn't even do anything. I got. I feel kind of bad for him. So Tiger Woods was asked this weekend about his relationship with President Trump. And he has played golf with the president in the past on a couple of occasions, it appears. It also is fair to say, and only right to say, that he also has played with several other presidents. Because people want to play golf with Tiger Woods. If I was president, that would be on the very short list of things for me to do. I would want to see I would want to see all of the information we have on aliens and then I'd want to play golf with Tiger Woods. You wouldn't even check who killed JFK. Oh, that, yeah, that's third on the list. Okay. Yeah, that's third. I want to play with uh definitely want to play t- golf with Tiger Woods. Though. That would be a, a Tiger um paper pay-per-view event with Tiger and Trump. Right? Oh my god, that would be great. No, this is just, you know, casual. But here's the thing. Is Tiger Woods Tried to stay out of any controversy and basically said, yeah, I guess we're friends. I respect the office of presidency. <laughs> That's about as innocuous a statement as you can make. But what do you want him to say, Chris? And I don't. I, I think what he said was right on. Yeah, that's the point. Is And he's being filleted <laughs> yeah, in the media because he refused to trash the president. Gotcha. Now, on the other hand, we have an Instagram post from J.D. Martinez from five years ago that somebody has gone and fished out of the trash that is a meme featuring a picture of Adolf Hitler that says the first step in conquering a society is to disarm its citizens. He's a pro-gun guy. And his caption says something to the effect, that's why I'm always strapped. Hashtag the truth. It's his pro-gun stance. He's being raked over the coals. For making a political statement. So Tiger Woods, on one hand, makes an anti-political statement and doesn't want to get into his politics, and he gets raked over the coals. Then J.D. Martinez, within virtually hours of that, is being raked over the coals for his political statement. Now, to be fair, I'm not blind to the fact that it did include a picture of Hitler, but it was Hitler in a negative context. The problem that the media seems to have is that it was what they perceive to be a far-right stance, and that doesn't sync with most of the media. And I hate to even say the words mainstream media 
because that's the most overused term in the world. Uh, and frankly, I guess the four of us are part of the mainstream media. But my thing is, unless these athletes, it would appear to me, are willing to come out and talk about things that are supported by the far left or that are anti-administration right now, there's no winning. Because LeBron James, when he came out and called the president out and got in his flame war with it, the president looked really stupid during that exchange. Yeah, I agree. LeBron James was, you know, in the midst of him breaking his hand on the whiteboard and all the rest of that stuff, people were like, yeah, but, you know, he he's not willing, he, he's not unwilling to talk about where he's at politically. And I even remember somebody in this room saying, well, that's one of the things that puts him on a level more than, you know, higher than Jordan because Jordan just wanted to sell shoes. And I think there were a lot of people felt the same way. So if you're willing to come out and, and talk about your views that are left of center, there may be some praise for you in the media. If you want to try to stay out of it or you want to talk about, you know, your pro-right stance, you got a problem. Is well, that I think, fair? I think there's an appropriate time to ask that question. When's the appropriate time? Not when he's played, what, 72 holes in th- three days. You know what I mean? He had just got done with 18. He said he was hungry. He did. Right. He was tired, and you're going to ask him what's your relationship with Trump? It like, wasn't I think even. Most, but Brandon, no, hold on. You, go ahead. I think first of all, that's a question when clearly nobody, maybe some people do. I don't know. Tiger's run of being back in some aspects is all that anybody is really following him really cares about. Now, if he wants to stand firm, like and make a polit- political statement like LeBron James, then all power to him. But you don't – if you're a media member, that's a clickbait question. You know what Absolutely I mean? Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, I get so tired. Like, last week I saw on Facebook, it's like shows an Arizona Cardinal reaching up, and it says, football player, NFL football player snatches hat off of, you know – Grabs hat of military service member. It was Larry Fitzgerald. The first thing I saw thought was like, oh, God, what has some player done? Then I saw it was Larry Fitzgerald. I was like, nothing bad happened. All he did was is when the military member was trying to do his service, hold up the flag and everything, his hat blew off. And then Larry Fitzgerald went up behind him and picked it up and put it, placed it on his head. That kind of question in that situation is clickbait material. It's not a well thought out question. Like, what, Chris, what's your relationship with Tom uh, with Trump? You know what I mean? Like, that's just a stupid, lazy question. Well, you said opinion. that you said that it's a lazy question. And it's not well thought out. I think it's more sinister than that. I think it's very calculated, and I think it's somebody that's hoping to get something that's soundbite worthy. That they can turn into clickbait. I really, and really, it, that's honestly, the believe. same thing that's happening to JD Martinez. This JD Martinez is? thing is this ridiculous. Is, don't go after a guy for. First off, I think there should be a statute of limitations on people's <laughs> social media. Five years ago, nobody had an issue with that post. Okay, yep. five years ago. Right now, JD Martinez could win the triple crown. Is having the best season of his career. And I guarantee you, it was probably a New York reporter, a Yankee reporter, oh, you could, you, you that pulled believe. it up 
and tried to make a controversy and a distraction to a guy that realistically is probably in the top two, if not three, in the triple count categories right now, trying to distract him on that. And it's five years ago, dude. If I had, I told Robert before the show, if I had social media when I was growing up, I would never get a job in this country. See, but but Trent, I don't <laughs> the want to absolve that I these say. guys. I don't want to absolve these guys of responsibility. He has every right. Everybody yeah. has every. Okay, you say something bad. You say something stu- stupid that's not good to the gay community or is racist. Okay, maybe, but I have the right to say whatever I want. It was five years ago. It was five years ago. We didn't have all these protests, the Me Too we're not we weren't overly hypersensitive because of school violence back then. You're going to bring up something 5 years ago just because now it's relevant. Well, somebody, here's the thing. That's somebody stupid. put some, somebody put something on MySpace. You probably need to let it go, right? <laughs> oh. That is please. a that's a fair thing. If it's on MySpace, it's probably yeah, it shouldn't be counted. If you're that not old enough to buy but, a lottery ticket, you can't hold my tweet against but, me. But Trent, when I was not old enough it, to buy a lottery I think it ticket. is perfectly fair that Josh Hader's hateful tweets came to light. I think that there's a cautionary tale that every kid in America needs to walk away that with from that with. And I'm going to tell you this right now, that this next generation of young kids that's coming through, they're keenly aware that the Internet is forever. They're and keenly aware. It's going to be the end of social media. Social media is fine. dying on the vine as it is. Exactly. Go to Facebook right now, and if you have a teenage child, see how active your ch- your child is on Facebook. They're not. Unless you're 60 or older, nobody cares about Facebook. That's true. Now, don't keep- pretend, though, that social media hadn't evolved Sorry, because no. Instagram, Snapchat, that's where they've pivoted. Who knows where they'll be next? But they are hypersensitive about their own information and what they put out there and accessibility to it. They're not interested in Facebook like you and I were 10, 15 years ago. We're like, every photo of everything my family's got going on is going well, Snapchat's up. Snapchat's perfect because you know what? It I can post away. something horrible and to, and have it up there for two seconds, and it's gone. Unless and one, of your, unless one of your kids' it. friends' parents screenshots it and sends it to exactly. you to show, hey, do you know I what mean, your kid's doing? Not that I would ever have had that happen. But you guys make a good point. Like Facebook was created for college students. Yes, yes, it was. And they keep we keep trying as old people trying to chase and be part of that social media, and they keep coming up with different technologies to get away from us. Well, and part of the whole thing with the with the Russian collusion and the influence in the election and all the rest of that, the biggest part of that is you've got people that don't understand how these platforms work that are willing to take everything at face value. And when they see some lunacy online, they're like, oh my God, I didn't know. Well, guess what? There's still people falling for the Nigerian prince emails. If they weren't, they wouldn't keep circulating. Those are the type of people that grab hold of those and they're like, oh my God. And I see it all the time. I used to be sort of the, the renegade. And when I saw somebody put up fake articles, no matter what the subject was, because my favorite thing in the world is Snopes. See, I'm, if I see I somebody that pass the smell test, I I'm headed to Snopes. Okay, I don't like you because the only fun there's only a couple of things that's fun on Facebook. It's for you to fire shots over another person's bow with their differing opinions, and then you have the guy that comes in and goes, 
Well, Snopes said this. You kill all the fun. Never even in, heard of Snopes. You kill, you kill all the fun in non-factual base, right, Robert? You know, debates over the internet. No, and Brandon. Then, and then who is Snopin' Snopes? I mean, how does Snope get, like, monopoly on Snopin' people? Well, because Snopes has been doing it longer than any. But here's my thing, is when people put things out there that are factually incorrect and they're propagating these false stories... I'll finish that thought on the other side. You'll listen from the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, welcome back to the second hour from the Cheap Seats. You can hear us every week on WRPRRatPackSports.com. You can hear us on Ironic Media. You can hear the first hour of the show on WDCC locally in Central North Carolina. For it's now. It's 90.5. Yeah, until, yeah. Until that second This segment. guy talking about African, this is African our, kids. They play basketball. This what, is are our do, tame, what are you doing, dude? This is our tame hour. We stay strictly to politically correct sports This talk. hour? Yeah. No, no, this, no, this is, is when we get loose. This hour. Oh, so, darn it. Yeah, you got it. You got it twisted. Shoot. You got it twisted. So if we go college football. Oh, I was just oh, going to say, dude, oh, college oh, football, oh. baby. Yes, sir. First of all, let's talk about our Urban Meyer for just a second. Should've Urban been, Meyer should have been fired. Yeah, uh, I disagree. I disagree. I think I've always lived my professional life with one rule at the top of my rule book, and that rule is never be the highest ranking person in an organization that knows a secret. And that has served me very well for a very long time. Um. I don't think Urban Meyer was the highest ranking person in the Ohio State administration to know about Zach Smith. The problem I have with this this situation is multi-layered. First of all, and I in no means do I want to seem insensitive to domestic violence. Too late. No, I, I don't. Courtney Smith... I don't know the details of what actually went down with her and her husband, but their problems were for real. 
And some of the things associated with the reports, you can't make 5911 calls on somebody and still be with them and not be a little off your rocker. That's just the bottom line. And apparently, there were some of these 911 complaints that were lodged when he wasn't even in the same state as her. There's a problem with that. And a lot of people have jumped on and said, well, you know, if anybody got in trouble that many times, they would have been fired from their job. Really? How many people would have gotten in trouble when they were a contracted employee and were not convicted ever, weren't even charged when it was all said and done? Every one of these nine complaints that made it to the, to the, uh, into the investigative phase was dismissed. Can you really fire a contracted employee for that without putting yourself at risk of litigation? No, you can't. Now. You can. You can what? You can fire somebody like that. If, if you if they're a contracted on, employee, man, about, that gets that gets dicey. It's about wins, man. What why are we like trying to like breeze past? If he was not winning, he talked to his agent five hours before the Chicago Media Day. You're talking about day. Urban Meyer. I'm talking about Zach Smith. Uh, well, I mean, I Urban thought you Meyer, started off the the topic about Urban no, no, no. Meyer. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer could have been let go. He had a clause in there that he couldn't bring any any scandal, shame, whatever the case might be, to the university. The problem is, he wasn't going to be fired without getting paid. And when you're talking about a contract that fat, even for an organization like Ohio State, that's a lot of money so to pay somebody. Not that clause, isn't that? Shouldn't they be able to fire him with cause? They and could not pay him. They could, but they'd have had to prove that he didn't tell Gene Smith, who was his boss, what was going on, and he obviously did. That's why Gene Smith got got uh, okay. suspended as well. Yeah. That's where the problem lies: is how high up the food chain did that go? Right. Did you you know was somebody on the board of trustees going to have to get bounced as well? well so Meyer, why is he why is he telling his agent in a text that he fired? What's his name? Zane Smith? Zach. Zach. Zach Smith. For cumulative stuff that I will not talk to the media about. Like, I mean, why can't you at this point be transparent? Dude, you're talking like, about why? the same you're talking about the same Urban Meyer who never has told the real story to anybody outside of very close circles as to why he left Florida. I'm going to tell everybody out there in our listening audience. Uh oh. If you believe Allegedly. That Urban Meyer left Florida for quote unquote health reasons, I've got some property I'd like to I'd like to have you look at. That is not what happened. And the <laughs> fact that Urban Meyer has never been called to task by that and that he made it through this investigation without anybody in the in the ESPN, Fox Sports, Internet Age media figure out why he left Florida is amazing to me. The fact that he went straight to ESPN helped shelter him. Right. Because he was a member of the media. None of those ESPN types that would know why he left Florida was willing to put it to paper, and nobody has come out since. And it's it's a badly kept secret. What was the coach's name they fired when they sold those jerseys? Jim Tressel. Tressel. A relatively minor infraction. Yes, very much so. And he gets the axe, and Myers survives this. Yes. Winning is big in Columbus. There we go. Seventy-one and eight since he got there. Come on, that's the that's the real deal. And the and honestly, if you fire Urban Meyer at this point right now, 
who do you bring in? Well, right? and I'm going to say if the even, exact same even thing. next year, I mean, even if you get through the season, who would you bring in that could sustain the level of success they've had like Meyer did? I mean, who's going to leave and come to that program? Well, you're right. right. Let and me Urban say Meyer just happened to be unemployed when they fired the right Trestle. But everybody forgets that season without Trestle when um, – what's his name? He's the coach at uh, at the University of Cincinnati now. They they had a, a dual head coach situation. It was the worst Ohio State team in a very long time. Meyer just happened to fall into their laps. Now, somebody might say, well, Bob Stoops is unemployed. Maybe he could come in there. But Bob Stoops has never shown any inclination to want that Ohio State job. If the same right. thing ha- that happened in Ohio State happened in Ann Arbor right now, Harbaugh would be fired. Gone. Very much so. But I mean, that's what happens when you can't beat Michigan State or Ohio State. Yep. That's what happens. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, to me, the whole story is very clear. You got a guy who's like, who helps you win. Whatever he did to help uh, the Buckeyes win, they tolerated it for a lot, like a lot of time. Are we talking about Zach Smith now or are we talking about Urban Meyer? Yeah, I mean, but who's his boss? Who's Zach Smith's boss? Urban Meyer. Okay. Well, well then, the, the the astounding thing to me here is not that Zach Smith didn't get fired because of these 911 calls and the DUI and all the rest of the stuff. The fact that this investigation uncovered that this guy had skipped recruiting visits, stood recruits up, and, and you know, sent lewd pictures from the White House, those type things. The fact that he didn't do Urban Meyer's bidding – that's what astounds me is that Urban Meyer put up with that. Not that he was like, ah, this crazy dude and his crazy wife, you know, ah, I don't really know what's going on. The, the, there hasn't been a prosecution. That part I can't I can't ignore, and I'm not condoning it, and I'm not saying I would have acted that way in that situation, but I get it. I even can kind of understand when he went to media day, and that's the, what's lost in this is had he been candid at media day after Zach Smith had been fired and been like, yeah, there were some issues, but for him to be like, oh, I don't first I've heard of any domestic right. dispute. Come on, dude. And it tells you all you need to know about Urban Meyer. And I'm an Ohio State fan, but it tells you Urban Meyer is not a candid, forthcoming, honest individual in every circumstance. Also known as a liar. Right. <laughs> you said it. That's He's Atkins with, with a T. Well, no, but, I'm just saying, no, I mean, like, that's the, what Robert, if you like, if you had your chance to coach in the NCAA, what program would you like to coach if, if you wanted to? There's a bunch, maybe uh, somewhere in Hawaii. Your top pick, <laughs> so University of Hawaii. Right. I come as your assistant coach. I'm right. coming. I'm doing quality control. <laughs> I ain't done nothing, right? But my wife is like. Called the police on me about 50 times, right? Don't you smell smoke there? Like, don't you see smoke and finally go, dude, I don't, it may be your fault, might not be your fault, but you just not fitting in with the University right. of Hawaii. Yeah. Well, the, the, so, that would be compounded by the fact that you'd be the, the most useless assistant on the staff, too. Well, if so, okay, first of all, if he's doesn't I'd be show working up on post moves, if he doesn't show up for a recruit, that's a fireable offense, in my opinion, as right? a head coach. Because that's the lifeline of your program. Yeah, and you we can't get that back. If we don't get that kid. And, and, and not bringing bums on campus. 
every kid that they choose to bring to OSU is a star. Sure. And you can't stand stars up I, and, and because he, when they go to stand them up. Florida State or Michigan or where else they visit, they're they talking. Do, like do you guys remember Curtis Enos, the running back at Penn yeah. State years ago? Did he, he might even want to. Did he win a Heisman Trophy? If not, he, he just won the top couple in, in the finalists. Curtis Enos chose Penn State over Ohio State because Ohio State, in their initial recruiting letters to him, misspelled his last name. Did they add a P? Oh! There we go. I love I, that's it. That's a true story. That's that the is. only reason. And he took Ohio State off of his uh, – he was an Ohio kid, if I'm not mistaken – Took them off of his list because they misspelled his well, name. Dude, you stand to recruit up? Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And if you want to connect the dots, right, to stand to recruit up, the activity that you are doing right. in lieu of standing <laughs> to recruit up, it's got to be bad. What it's are you not saying, like, Todd? Saying, I, Todd? Saying, I was Todd. at Harris Teeter. I couldn't make it. <laughs> the line was long at the drive-thru. Right. Like, I called my groceries ahead, the pickup line. They didn't have it ready. I'm sorry. I'll be there as soon as I can get there. Uh, yeah, I was at the movies by myself. You know, they're, they're, yeah, you're right. The the activity they were engaged in, suspect automatically. Right. I, those are the things I don't understand. And to me, I look at, at Urban Meyer. And there's been a lot made. Well, it's Earl Bruce's grandson. It's Earl Bruce's grandson. And I tried to explain to my wife. She doesn't obviously know who Earl Bruce is. You guys probably don't either. Earl Bruce was the the heir. He took over the program from Woody Hayes. Earl Bruce is an icon in Ohio football. And there certainly is capital with part of the alumni base because, oh, that's Earl Bruce's grandkid there. It does not excuse. I I cannot imagine a subordinate of mine doing something as extreme on multiple occasions of standing up a recruit where Let's you see. said, we don't recruit any bums. No, yeah, yeah. These are the best and brightest in the country, and you stand one of them up? So, Dude, that might happen one time. So at, Never at some second. point, Urban should have said, Mr. Bruce, I need to I need to sit down with you, have a conversation, and talk about, hey. I think Earl Bruce is dead. Well, use a Ouija board. <laughs> but there's a way to contact him. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah. I have too many things to Google right now. What are you? What are, what are you, dude? Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, Randy Moss, Ricky Williams, Tim Dwight, Cabe McNown, Tim Couch, Amos Zeraro, and Curtis Enos. Amos Zeraway. Yeah, yeah. I guess he didn't win the Heisman. Was it? Was he twelfth? He was fifth. He was fifth. Okay. He lost to Charles Woodson. Peyton Manning was second. Ryan Leaf was third. Randy Moss was fourth. Wow. That's a heck of a Heisman that class. That is a heck right of a Heisman yeah. class. Wow. Yeah. And Tim Couch ended up being a number one pick. Yeah. Not he that did. year. Where did, where, did, where did he get drafted? I don't remember. Number one. Oh, you don't know. That I've... future NFL team in Cleveland, <laughs> I think. <laughs> he, was the, uh, he was the savior all those years ago, man. Out of Kentucky. I Kentucky. love, though, that Tim Couch As has become sophomore. an analyst now for the media. As a sophomore. He was a redshirt he sophomore. He was ninth. In the Heisman oh. voting, as yeah, a sophomore. Uh, Tim Couch was supposed to be the. You have to think of the era that he came up in. He was an accurate passer, and in a West Coast offense, he was supposed to be unstoppable, and might have been had the Browns been able to keep him upright and not break his confidence. He was David Carr before David Carr was. In his spirit, I guess we'll hit it on the other side, guys. 
You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Central North Carolina. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey, Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on. Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back. We're in full steam ahead mode right now. Brandon Atkins is a guy that normally doesn't like his business put out on Front Street. He's a very secretive guy. But I do have to say that those two precocious little girls you just heard there, they got a new puppy. Oh. And and the puppy, as Brandon was relating what type of dog it was, he was using voice to text <laughs> and said the words, warm wiener. <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. That's what he, was, what he said. That's the what, that's the, what it, it changed. That's to. what I'm saying. He used the voice to text, and, and what, it took Weimaraner and turned it into wait. Warm Wiener. That, well, I guess I wouldn't clear it He was enough. texting his girlfriend, oh. and the only kind of dog she likes is that Warm Wiener, <laughs> baby. All right. Hope she's not listening. For Awkward. real. Awkward. <laughs> ah, the NCAA schedule this weekend. We get our first. This was zero week for college football nope, this past not true. Week. It was what do you North mean, Carolina A and T State University played. Oh, yep. They played last Saturday. Saturday night. night. Yep. Oh, I guess it was zero week. There were a handful of games. This is week one coming up here. I don't care what anybody says. Who do we have? What are our matchups, Trent? Thursday night we have Thursday. Thursday. UCF against the defending national championship University of Central Number Florida. Number twenty-one ranked playing UConn. <sighs> UConn is a team and a school that baffles me. They have gone a couple of different times in their history since they started playing D1 football and have, like, been on the cusp. I mean, they're there. They're adjacent to New York City. They've got great facilities and all that, and then they just fall off completely. Well, they're underdogs by 23 and a half, so. I'll take the, I'll take the over. Our App- Appalachian State Mountaineers are going up into Penn State. App State trying to get another Big Ten W. Love it. Did it? Did it and uh, the big house. So what's the, what's, what's the spread? I'm sure it's Penn like State 80. is favored by 23 and a half. I'm going to take the That's under. Not, Give me the under. I'll take the over. I guess it's not the over or the I'll under. take App State I'll take, and 23. Yeah, I'll take. That's what I mean. That's I don't know what I'm, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I See, football's been gone so long, I don't even know how to gamble anymore. But, yeah, I'll take App State and the points on that. I'll take App State and the points. Who we got next? Oregon State versus number five. OSU. Is this Thursday uh, night as well? Huh? Is this Thursday no, night? No, this is we he jumped into Saturday. Okay. We have three four, three games on Friday. Talk to me Utah about Utah State, games. Michigan State. Bah. Michigan State is also favored by twenty three and a half. I mean they're playing Utah Vegas. State. Lazy Vegas is like twenty three and a half is our winning number. Utah State. Michigan State. Western Kentucky versus number four Wisconsin. Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin. San Diego State versus Stanford. So not anything great on Friday. No. You know, San Diego State's another one of those programs every once in a while is all right. Texas, Maryland. Hold on. Army's going to Duke. So don't leave that out. I mean, we got Robert Brick. That's right. Anybody going to the game? You going to the Army game? No. I will be elsewhere this weekend. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, jazz concert. Ah. In High Point. Very nice. Very Coltrane nice. Jazz Festival. Okay. Okay. Some cultural okay. action. Where at the where where at High Point is this? It's it's on a lake. It's at a park okay. and there's, there's a lake. It's a really nice setup. Cool. Are you a are you VIP in it? I am P I M P in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so we got Oregon State, Ohio State. How much is it what's what's Ohio State got there? What are they given? Thirty nine. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm going to have to take uh, Oregon State in the points. With everything that's going on with Ohio State, them coming out and hitting on all eight with Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins may end up being one of the best quarterbacks in college football this year, but it may take him a minute to uh, to get his, his feet under him. That's an awful lot of points to give against a legit Division One program. I don't know. That's I'll, a lot. I'll take Ohio State minus 39. Vegas Fair knows enough. what they're doing. Texas, Maryland. Now, a lot of people think. Maryland. Yeah, but a lot of people think Texas is going to come out hot and in, start out 3-0, and 4-0 this year. Well, we'll find out. Maryland got into them early in the season. Was it week one last year? I know it was one of the first couple weeks of the year and kind of derailed Texas' season, uh, which didn't go quite as badly as people thought it might as it got off. But uh, Maryland got into them pretty good. I don't know, man. I think Texas Texas is 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 on the come. They're on the rebound. Does Maryland still have a team? What's that? Did they not banish the team from the university? Not yet. Not yet. That's a that's a whole nother issue. Right. Um we'll, we'll dig into that. Yeah, one. they've got some uh cleaning up to do. Yes, sir. And and it's not something that may necessarily well, it'll have an impact this year because obviously the players feel some kind of way about it. Right. But from a recruiting standpoint, oh come on. Wow, institutionally, no you have a problem. Is going to allow their child to go to University of Maryland for a long time. This is true. Not in football. No. Yeah, I mean, when you—that's the case where they made him the kid eat a candy bar in front of everybody, or no, the kid this died. Kid, they wouldn't give water, and he died. Yeah, it, it was a lot of things going on to be uh, a compounded toxic by the culture, kid dying. I think is what the school yeah, called yeah, I mean, it when it was all said. Abusive done. language. Uh, uh, making kids not uh, not giving kids water, uh, picking at kids, making them eat uh, all they can eat, drink all the water you can drink. It's ridiculous. And in this day and age, it, the fact that anybody out there thinks that that is hard leadership anymore right. is beyond me. Right. And I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in the military with guys where, you know. Old school. Old school. Yeah. But there's, you know. There's a limit to how far you can push people before it right. becomes counterproductive. And you're not talking about trying to motivate people in a short pocket of time. You're talking about these kids being in your program for four or five years. There's only so much of that you can get away with right. before they're like, dude, are you for real? Right. Um, it's amazing that this guy got to the level he got and that these activities were going on so long. And as much as anything else, I hold the assistant coaching staff accountable oh, yeah. because they've seen what right looks like somewhere. Yep. And for them to have been a part of this and not raised a flag and gotten the attention of somebody yeah. before somebody got hurt, and that's shameful. And we were talking about 
the advent of social media, I'm surprised that none of the kids came out and began to quietly leak things about what was going on. And then all of a sudden that would have spiraled into some kind of an investigation. But you're right. They got, they pulled that out for a long time and it was wrong the entire time. So they, it reminds me of, uh, my dad's was military, old school military army guy. Yeah. And just believe things should be done a certain way. And that day is gone. And any coach that does not recognize that now should be fired. I agree. There we go. FAU, Oklahoma, and Southern and TCU, and what, Furman and Clemson. What's Oklahoma given? Oklahoma's only given 21. That's surprising. Wow. And then TCU and Southern and Furman and Clemson don't even have lines on here. Jeez. Uh, one of the biggest matchups, you got number six, Washington, playing number nine, Auburn, at 3.30 on ABC. That should be a good ball game. Auburn is a team I think there's a lot of eyes on, given how they finished the season um, last year. Washington as a program for the last couple of years has been really strong. Um, I'm going to be interested to see the ball game. I'm gonna, only, I think that's must-see TV. Auburn's only favored by one and a half. Where are they playing the game? At Chick Fil A kickoff, so I believe at oh, the okay. Chick Fil A neutral site. Yep. So it's not Chick Fil A Sunday, Atlanta, right? It's not on Sunday now. Thank God. They get free nuggets. Yeah, free nuggets. Nice. Uh, Austin P will take on my pick for the national champion Georgia. All right. On Saturday, and then my upset special Tennessee's taking on number seventeen West Virginia. And I'm going to go with the Vols to uh, take out West Virginia. I think the Vols have got to be better than they've been just because Butch Jones is not there anymore. One of the worst coaches in Division One the last couple of years. As Brandon stated, Appalachian State is playing Penn State. UNLV is going to Southern Cal to play USC. Boise State's playing Troy. Stephen F. Austin is playing Mississippi State. The other... Big game of the weekend, number 14, Michigan, playing number 12, Notre Dame. Dame. What do you guys think about the Notre Dame-Michigan matchup this early? This is this is sort of a tier below last year's Clemson-Alabama ball game. Uh, or wasn't Clemson. It was uh, Alabama-Florida State, yeah. my fault. But uh, this could be a t- this could be a game right out of the shoot that has national champion imp- there's championship three. implications. Yeah, there's, there's, like there's three, three big, big games, games all the way till Monday night. This being one of them, I don't want to steal your thunder. Go oh, ahead. You're good. Um, Miami versus LSU. LSU barely squeaked into the top 25, but then you got Virginia Tech, ACC matchup, Virginia Tech against Florida State. And it's the return of the quarterback. I can't pronounce either one of his names, but he was injured in yeah. that first the game first against game Alabama. You're yeah. talking about Francois. It is unbelievable to me that the press like blew up this week and was like, Francois has been named the starting quarterback. I didn't know there was anybody had any question about how that was going to go down. He started last year. Yeah, I I don't know how that all happened. Okay. What if you were able – like if you were – a quarterback, and you were able to walk into a bar, and they're like, "You're like, hey, I'm Francois." Right. Like, I mean, that's a that's a great all time name. Yes, yes. No. It can only name? be better if his first name was Giancarlo. Giancarlo Francois. You can. That's like the uh, what's the commercial? The greatest, not the greatest man. The, the most interesting man. Most interesting life. man of all. That's that, that name sounds like that's what it would be. Uh, absolutely. Speaking Chris, of the most interesting like, man in the world, Louisville Chris, is taking on Alabama. Hmm. 
Chris DeLambert. 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 All right. Yeah, I think Alabama, I haven't. Alabama's got a sweetheart schedule again this year. Of course they do. The SEC is not what the SEC used to be. Um, They're picking Alabama to face Clemson in the national title. Well, I think if I had to take two teams against the field, I think it would be a no-brainer to take Clemson and Alabama. Um, You want to talk some ACC? See what you think real quick? Sure. I'll give you some questions. ACC, the ACC champion will be? Um, Florida State bounces back. Ooh. Ooh. Willie Taggart. The champion? Willie Taggart took that program down there, didn't he? In football? Yeah. Yeah. I got Florida State. I got Florida State. Clemson's going to run over. ESPN is picking Clemson. The Offensive Player of the Year, they're saying, is A.J. Dillon, a running back out of Boston College. Interesting. Oh, he's amazing. Interesting. Oh, yeah? He He can run that rock, man. Yeah, I've never heard of him. I'm gonna. I, I I like Florida State. I think Jimbo Fisher was a, was was part of the problem there, and was very overrated as a head coach. That's well documented. All right, we got half an hour to go. We will see you on the other. Or do we? How many? How long we got, Trent? Got half an hour, forty five minutes. We'll figure it. out. I think it's thirty. You're listening minutes. from the chief seats. <laughs> You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins. On From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right, welcome back to the final half hour from the Cheap Seats. You're listening to us coming straight out of Carolina. And uh, I want to talk a little bit of NFL. And I have a question for you guys. And this, uh, just for those of you that don't listen to the show, we do this cold. These guys never know what's coming out of my mouth next. Sometimes they react better to it. Sometimes the looks that I get are not fit for public consumption. When you like go, let's talk about kids field hockey. Yeah. That's and then he gets on his like, phone and me and Brandon yes. have to talk for yes. 15 minutes. That does happen. All right, so here's here's the question that I posed to you. Trent, I want you to look up NFL passing leaders for oh, 2017. Wow. Okay. You got them pulled up? No. You just told him. <laughs> I'm working on it. You need a new phone, dude. Call Tim the Verizon man. He'll get you squared away. No All way. right, so give us some direction. All right, so here's what's, here's what's happening. I think that we all agree that as it stands today, there is a distinct hierarchy of quarterbacks in the NFL. Is that fair? Correct. So no. in that top group, 
we've got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, probably Ben Roethlisberger. Unless it's fantasy, Ben Roethlisberger's garbage. All right, so so let's let's establish who the top. Where just, does that top tier end? Because you got Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Brees. Is there anybody else that's in that class, or is everybody else a step below? Mm, Seattle's quarterback, Russell Wilson. I'd put him maybe a half step down. All right, so if we're going to look at the second tier, we put Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Trent. Who you got in that next tier? Philip Rivers, Stafford. Rivers. Take that, Stafford. Okay. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I'll put, I'll take him in that group. Yeah. So that gives us what a top seven, top right. eight. All right. Now, without looking, I think it's probably fair to say that all of those guys finished in the top fifteen statistically in passing last year in the NFL. Is that a fair fair assessment, Trent? I think you need it to put. It looks him. like it. Yes. Okay. So, here is my question to you guys, and I want you to think about this as we go around the room. But what quarterback that was not in the top fifteen passing wise last year stands the best chance of being a top five quarterback this year? And I'm going to give you some names to think about, but this isn't exclusive. Obviously, there's some starting quarterbacks in the NFL that might make that leap and get up there that are on the come. You got two guys that were hurt last year that have the physical potential to do this, one of them being Deshaun Watson, who had the best four- or five-week stretch of rookies ever had in the history of football. We forget maybe that Andrew Luck was legitimately one of the best three or four quarterbacks in the NFL for a couple years, but he hadn't played in about a year and a half. And he's got no weapons. So those two guys are in play. Why does everybody jump over Cam Newton, though? I mean, we can put Cam Newton in that group. I'll tell you why. Do you want to put Cam Newton on the outside looking in of that group, or do you want to put him in that group? Because either way, he's fine with me. I I think he's, at worst, that second tier you were talking about. He's been league MVP MVP before. Andrew Luck has never been league MVP. He was uh, 18th. In passing last year. Here's what gets me about Cam. When I think of top-tier quarterbacks, I think of bright, mature, Uh socially responsible guys. I don't think of Cam like that. That was a deep statement. Hmm. And I I just think mentally he he doesn't measure up to a great quarterback, and that will keep him from being a great quarterback his entire career. Jameis Winston was number 13 last year. Winston is he by no measurable stand standard to any of those either. Well, he doesn't, but I'm not uh, what I'm saying is is that Jameis Winston may be a guy that you're like, maybe he's one of those that'll take that leap. No. Okay. So, those are those are some of the candidates out there. The other ones to think about. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo started the last 4 or 5 games out in San Francisco and lit it up. He gets a whole year at the helm of that San Francisco team yep. that's been built around him. They'll have him. film on him. Different story when they got film on you. Sam Darnold and Josh Allen are probably both going to start week one for their respective teams, and Baker Mayfield can't be kept off the field too long in Cleveland. So from that pool of guys or anybody else that y'all come up with. What's the Rams quarterback? Jared Goff? He'll be in there. He's already got, number you know, five. Big-time weapons, big-time running back. Okay, so here's, here's what I want to do. Is I, I want, got 
Each got, of us. I got one more better than okay, anybody that you just li- – Patrick Mahomes, dude, man. This mother, this dude is going to put up some numbers you this be, year. That's a good one. So what I want to do is I want each of us to come up with our pick for which of those quarterbacks is going to blow up and approach that stratosphere this year that's coming from out of nowhere. I mean, Matt Stafford could have a good year, and he could be talked about as one of the best three or four quarterbacks. Cam Newton could. I want a guy that's coming from behind the pack that is going to vault himself back in there. And Andrew Luck gets to be in the conversation because he's been out of commission. But each one of us choose one. We'll put it up on Twitter for a poll uh, as a poll for a week, and we'll revisit this next week. And then we'll kind of keep track of this as, as time goes on. Now, Brandon, my question to you to start this with is, Pat Mahomes is an inspired choice, and he is playing for one of the most underrated offensive geniuses of our time. Best quarterback coach probably He's of all time. He's a good one. He's a good one. Alex Smith had his best year of his career last year with that coach. Um, And he finished eighth with 4,000 yards. And they so, gave up Alex Smith. And they gave up. <laughs> so Patrick could play. And – uh, Michael Vick had the best career of his career, best season of his career with Andy Reid. Andy Reid. So did Foles. And then, you know, everything that you can document with um, Donovan McNabb. Don't so, forget I mean, that Andy Reid was part of the equation with Brett Favre. Okay. Started with Brett Favre. Years. Yeah. So do you, do you want me to start this off? I, I, I well before I you do though, did. I just need to put this in your head. Because you have been, you have been a hype monster for Deshaun Watson for the last six months. So I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but I am very interested to see with the case you just made for Mahomes whether you're going with Mahomes or Watson. So numbers are clearly, it's like Russell Wilson. He will not have that good a year this year. He's just not going to because your position on the field just. It just affects your numbers. With the defense that they used to have, he could like be in scoring positions, right. win the battle of field position. He's not going to have that this year. I see him taking a beat, like a a deadline to the bottom, not to the bottom, but he's, his numbers going to fall way off. He, he actually might get hurt because he, yeah. he has he a had tendency to scramble for his to life get, last year a lot. So I would say Deshaun Watson. He's getting his defensive player of the year probably coming up. That defense is top ranked, top three. They're going to put them in good positions to actually succeed. So Deshaun Watson is going to be, I think he's top six in the league. But Patrick Mahomes, man, this dude's got possibly – Are we talking about just passing yards? We're talking about in terms of total quarterback. Total quarterbacking. Total quarterback. I mean, and, and and we know what that looks to like. To jump to the top 15? No, 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 no. I'm talking about a guy that has an opportunity to jump into the top five or six. Oh. Let me tell you some names. Kareem Hunt, pretty good, right? Absolutely. Tyreek Hill, pretty good, I, right? Absolutely. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. He's got all the weapons. He can throw the ball over 80 yards in the air. So is it going to be Watson or is it going to be Mahomes? As I'm, a rookie, there's no way he'll be considered a – Top five. I'm gonna pick Mahomes. He's not a rookie. He's this is second year. First time starter. I 
But you saw what he did. Who did who did he play? He play, he went up to Denver and beat your Broncos last year in so his did first everybody. start. <laughs> we lost nine in All a right, row. So so Brandon's on the record with Pat, Patrick Mahomes. All right, Brick. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, and it's that simple. For all the reasons I said KM wouldn't be great, he's got those attributes. He will be great. And I think he's got enough weapons. He's got the defense. They're going to modify their system and protect him a little bit. He will be great. The one, the one concern I have with Deshaun Watson, I question Houston's ability to run the football. Uh, Lamar Miller will be their bell cow back. Deonta Foreman, who I really, really think or thought was going to break out in the NFL at some point, didn't do much as a as a rookie last year, kind of got in the doghouse with Bill O'Brien down there. Now is hurt coming into the season. Lamar Miller is an okay back playing by, with an okay offensive line, but you have DeAndre Hopkins, who's awesome. Will Fuller out there. I think that's enough for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson strikes me as the guy who is sort of like um, Bo Jackson when he shows up in the locker room and everybody's like, damn. That's the kind of athlete he strikes me as. Um, You know, not the track record of a guy like Jordan or LeBron, but when LeBron shows up, everybody's like, we got to up our game because that's the dude that can take us to the promised land. That's the kind of vibe I get from the players in Houston about Deshaun Watson and their belief in him. I love your pick of Deshaun Watson. You know who we not love. that I don't love the Pat Mahomes one. And and you brought that out of left field. That honestly had not occurred to me. That's a great call. Well, you know who he left out too was Philly's quarterback. Which one? Wentz. Uh, Wentz. I don't think Wentz is going to get on the field anytime soon. Okay. I, I really don't. About I think they have a problem. Week one starter. Um, he's Nick not Foles. cleared for contact yet. I know, but they give him two weeks. Hmm. That's still four weeks from hmm. now. I just Wince is a candidate. I think I'm, you guys have forgotten. Talk to me, Goose. The easiest guy that's going to be when some of these older guys retire, the Brady's, as Rodgers go through his downcline and Rob talking about Paxton Lynch. He's no. talking about he's talking about Ryan Tannehill. No man, <laughs> I'm talking about the guy that Blake Bortles, 3,200 yards as a rookie, almost 4,000 as his second season. We're talking 4, about Andrew Luck. No. Who? Derek Carr. If Derek Carr wouldn't have broke his back game one against the Broncos, he would be there. Derek Carr is in line to be considered three years, four years from now, he will be top three quarterback in the NFL. Derek Carr. If he can deliver. And now he has John Gruden. And if if, uh, Amari Cooper can learn how to catch the ball again, which he led the league in drops. So for not even playing a full season and having the number one offense in drops, Derek Carr threw for 3,496 yards and 22 touchdowns. One more, one more throw in on Mahomes and I'll shut up. Baker Mayfield transferred out of there, uh, out of uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, went to Oklahoma. In one David year, Webb no- is playing for the Giants. Got out of Dodge, went to play for Cal. Yes, it's not even Cal. It was uh, was a Cal State Fullerton. I don't know one of those, one of those type situations. These guys clearly got out of town for a reason. I mean, this right. dude's like he's good not, at every level. Mahomes, his after his first year, he's not going to be considered a creme of the creme top five. Quarterback. How much you want to bet? 
There's no way. How much? Peyton top Manning ten? wasn't even a, a top five quarterback top after his first. Top ten. Considering him a top ten quarterback, I'll it, bet you a Circle K Polar Pop that he is whoa. going to okay. be a top ten. All right, I'll take that Please, bet, no and I'll bet you that the Cleveland Browns and Tyrod Taylor will make the playoffs before Pat Mahomes would be a top ten quarterback this year. Wow. I don't know how we're measuring these bets. It was, that was kind of bizarre. The way yeah. I like it, though. I do, too. I, well, like, I, I love when the, they get into it. I almost guarantee you the is. Cleveland Browns will make the playoffs this year, and Pat Mahomes is not going to have – he's going to have a good season for a first-time starter. One thing I like and about this And the one thing I know about it is it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid cannot coach in the big games. The Chiefs won't even win their division. They'll be lucky to make the playoffs. And now with a quarterback that's never started for a full season, garbage. All right. Well, you'll get my pick on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Thanks for hanging out with us. We love you guys. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. So occasionally people ask me, they're like, you know, how hot does it get between Trent and Brandon in there? And and they they ask that thinking that I'm going to be like, oh no no, it's just solid good fun. It's not. There are times where I'm afraid that one of y'all is going to come <laughs> across the table. Out. There are weapons. Every, every once in a while, there's no weapons coming out. But every once in a while, you guys, both of y'all get red in the face, and it gets pretty salty. It's kind of fun to sit back and watch. I'm gonna stab stab you with a trident. <laughs> Let me let me ask this question before you make your pick, and you make your pick. I already picked David Carr. That's right, Carr. I'm sorry. When have you in your entire life looked at the league and with the excitement coming up in this season with the quarterbacks that are playing in the nope. NFL? This okay, year? let me. I mean, think about this. You can name five or seven off the top. Bam, they were the best, and it was a sharp drop off after that. And you think about we just named. At least half the league with a quarterback that we thought they had a chance to be a top ten guy or a top five guy. And that I don't think that's ever – in my lifetime, I don't think that's ever happened. And I, I agree I, with you 100%. And I don't want to get down on the, you know, fantasy football. But, like, Aaron Rodgers went way down the list more than he did in most years because there's a plethora of quarterbacks that can put up – Maybe not Aaron Rodgers numbers, but like similar type numbers potentially. Well, I think there's a lot of things at play. It wasn't that long ago that we were looking at the the field of quarterbacks in the NFL and saying, well, you know, all these old guys, where are the young quarterbacks coming from? There have been a couple of hits, but don't get don't lose sight of the fact that when we talk about the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL, they're all old. 
So those kids that we're talking about, maybe they'll break out. They need to break out because Matt Stafford is a prime example. Stafford is the kid came out, first player taken in the draft, supposed to creep into that class, and he hadn't. And if he retire, you know, if the rest of those guys retire tomorrow, it's not like, oh, it's Matt Stafford's NFL because he hadn't taken over. Matt Ryan is sort of the guy that is is teetering there. You know, you look at him and well, is he elite? Is he not elite? I don't know. I think he is the he's the tipping point. You know, if you're talking about better or worse, I think Matt Ryan's that guy. If Matt Ryan wins a, a world championship, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, if they wouldn't have given up that what twenty yeah absolutely lead. And, and would have been that elite guy. And his window of opportunity is not closed. Matt Ryan may go back and win a Super Bowl, but Matt Ryan is a guy, when you look at his body of work and the number he's put up, put up, if he adds a ring, he's a Hall of Famer, there is no doubt. At this point, you're like, I don't know. Well, he so, also had one of the best, most physically gifted, best run every route wide receivers in the history of the NFL in Julio Jones. And he still couldn't get it done with a lead that everybody knew should not. They they knew the Patriots should not have come back. So, like, if you put them in any other system, that's something I don't trust. If you put Matty Ice, let's say you put him in, I don't know, with the Raiders or something like but that. But that's why I think Garoppolo probably has a better chance than Pat Mahomes because of what Kyle Shanahan did with Matt Ryan and other quarterbacks to this point. I trust more than what Andy Reid can do with a quarterback. I'm not impressed with what with what Kyle Shanahan did with anybody other than Kirk Cousins. So you don't like that Matt Ryan had his best No, I think Kirk Cousins ever I think Kirk Cousins is the one Shanahan. of the least physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL and what Shanahan was able to do with him is unbelievable. Well, so, and that's another quarterback that is coming from the outside in. If he can't do it with the weapons he has in Minnesota this year, he can't loaded. do it. Minnesota is absolutely loaded. Uh, folks, if you're sleeping on Dalvin Cook, you weren't paying attention the first couple weeks before he blew out his knee last year. If he's back anywhere close to maximum effectiveness with that legion of receivers they got out there, Minnesota's going to be tough. And you know Mike Zimmer's defense is not going to – there'll be no punk. Minnesota, watch out for him. All right, so let's – let's. I want to make sure we'll recap here. Pat Mahomes to Brandon. Trent went with Derek Carr. Bricky, you went with Deshaun Watson. Does anybody feel – any of the you three guys feel like, ah, he got my guy, or did you get the one you wanted? I think I got the one I wanted. All right. So what I'm looking at here, probably Andrew Luck, Ryan Tannehill is coming back off injury. There's a couple of rookie starters, Sam Darnold, who I think is probably going to be the week one starter in New York. Is that still the case, Trent? You know, as far as right now, from yeah. Mind. Josh Allen, have you guys seen Josh Allen play in the preseason? No. Josh well, Allen. Last week, he Josh Allen would be a great um, skills competition quarterback. If you were throwing balls at targets, if you were trying to throw balls over things, trying to throw from your knees, all the rest of that, that dude has zero, zero, zero touch on the football. And I don't know if he can learn it. I've heard the the term quarterbacking. He's there's like you said, you can make all the throws when you got like nobody can tackle you. But in the a, a actual game, you have to quarterback. You have to look Coverage is off. You got to look defenders off. 
you got to uh, buy yourself some time, know when to step up, know when to roll out of the pocket, do all those things. He does none of those things well. When I saw him at Wyoming, and I went out of my way to watch him play at Wyoming a couple times, when that name started to percolate to the surface, just so I could know what I was talking about, my takeaway was that he was really, really good at throwing the ball really, really hard to wide open targets. Other than that, I was not impressed. He has a huge arm and throws a pretty football, but he was not able to kind of anticipate and throw into coverage. Um, If he had a wide open target, he could deliver the ball, and it was coming with some zip. But that was all he did, and that's all I'm seeing from him in Buffalo. That said, probably going to be the week one starter when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. And Buffalo, with everything else that they have to put around him, may be the worst team in the AFC this year. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say if Josh Allen starts more than eight games, Buffalo will be the worst team in the AFC. Just throwing that out there. I think they're the, probably the worst top, you know, bottom five teams of the NFL. Well, there you go. If they're the worst team in the AFC, they probably will be bottom five NFL. Here we go. So, Andrew Luck, it's really hard for me not to take him here. But my issue with Andrew Luck is this guy's been out for a year and a half. There is no possible way medically that his arm is going to be what it was before he got hurt and had this surgery. There is going to be an adjustment process, and Indy is not a team that's loaded with offensive weapons. They have T.Y. Hilton. Hilton's a great ball player. He's going to get his. But I don't see Andrew Luck. I think he's going to have to adjust to what he is now. And the fact that he's already back on the injury report already, and they're saying, well, if it was a regular season game, he'd play. Look, dude, this dude needs as many reps as he can get. And I'm scared off. Respect, you know, respect the horseshoe. How how much would they do different by keeping Peyton there for three more years? Well, respect the horseshoe. Get out of here with this. Like everybody automatically thought that he was going to be the best quarterback. I mean, they I mean, just to be gave fair, him he was tracking to be that guy. I mean, I traveled to Indianapolis to watch him single-handedly beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs at home in his third year in the the league. Andrew Luck was tracking to be a Hall of Fame-type quarterback, and he got hurt. I mean, it's it's hard to find fault. Um, The way the whole Peyton Manning thing was handled, that's a a discussion for another day because it was – I mean, it wasn't handled well, period. Um, But what we would have to do is go back and dissect and say, well, if they hadn't taken Luck – who was the second player taken in the I, luck draft? I, I don't think remember. it was Cam Newton. I don't know. I uh, think it was the second right. quarterback, I think. No, Cam Newton was the first player taken no, in no, the draft. No, no, yeah, no. I'm Cam, saying the year that – No, the, it, Cam was taken the year before I – No, luck decided to stay. But, but what I'm saying, Cam, Brandon, is that if the, if the Colts had not taken Andrew Luck, who could they have drafted instead? That's the question I'm asking. Because they had the number one pick whether they wanted to keep Manning or not. So they decided we're going to draft Luck at number one, and we're going to jettison. I get you, but Manning. all I'm saying is they rushed Peyton Manning out, and he went and won a Super Bowl up in uh, Denver. So I mean, I, I, I well, I, I just think they're take, kicking themselves. Take that, but don't don't lose sight of the fact that Peyton Manning was a shell of himself by I'm the time not, they won that. But now you got a guy who's trying to come back, who last or a couple of years ago said, "I really." Thought about whether or not I was coming back to the game or not. And he's well, still how old? Is he still in his 20s? I mean, oh, Trent yeah. and I, I remember distinctly having the conversation. We didn't think he was going to play again. 
with the extent of this injury, and it did end up being a year and a half out. But, I mean, all right, that said, we've beaten the Andrew Luck horse to death. (laughs) I see what I did there. Um, Are you going to say that I got the best pick? No, I'm going to take Jimmy Robert Garoppolo. Griffin the third was the second yeah. pick. And, okay, so who was the third pick? Because they wouldn't have taken our Trent Richardson. So Trent Richardson. Ooh. Trent Richardson. And then Matt Khalil. Oh, my God. Khalil. Well, he, he plays for the Panthers. But anyway, long story short, you didn't have to run Peyton Manning out. So anyway, long story short, you got a player that you're picking for this year that about a year and a half ago said he thought he might not – even play again. I'm not taking Andrew Luck. Oh, I that's what I just told you. I just is stepped I, on his pick. I Go told ahead. you that. Yeah, he, yeah. No, I'm not taking Andrew Luck because of all the injury concerns. Okay, I just so who is your pick? Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, okay. Sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's because I'm so impressed with his choice in porn star. <laughs> so you gave us he a likes the big girls. Andrew Luck, and it came down to a porn star. Because Andrew Luck could not handle a woman that big. Actually, you know what? I, got it in I think you're wrong. That's not his girlfriend's name. What is it? I I looked it up last time you talked about it, but it wasn't that girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Not his girlfriend. He was seen with this girl out having dinner, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what his girlfriend's name is. And no, I don't know if his girlfriend knows he was out with Kiara Mia. Well, the only reason that. he is pick, Chris is picking Garoppolo is because he wants his wife to watch more football with him. Oh, she loves that's her to do Garoppolo. Reason. That's the only reason. That's for sure. Right. But, yeah, I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I like what they've done out there around him. I think that he is the center of gravity in that locker room. You, I watched – San Francisco play in the weeks leading up to Jimmy Garoppolo being named the starter, and it was embarrassing to watch an NFL play with that lack of effort. Garoppolo shows up and is installed in the starter. That was a completely different team on both sides of the ball. That tells me everything I need to know. The kid learned how to how to be a leader, and I think it carries over to this year, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a top-shelf quarterback from the jump this year. I'll give him a lot of credit because of what you just said, as well as they lost a boatload of players prior to his uh, him going. Oh to yes, sir. So they were a shell of a team. It's all because he of Kyle Shanahan. In. They were, and you gay. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. If you're coming over to Libations to play trivia with us, last week's category is this week's category: quarterback roots. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.